BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Very important that I keep things a little bit more low-key. And I don't like that. I like to be loud. I like to be boisterous, full of energy. And I I actually do feel great. I feel great today. Um, But I'm concerned that if I uh, get into fifth gear, that my widow voice is going to peter out. So I've got to ease into this. I can already tell after just 45 seconds of speaking to you that I'm going to be just fine and it won't be uh, too much of an issue and I'll be able to get into that fifth gear. Eric loves fifth gear. Okay. Uh, Positive COVID test came my way on. uh, Let's see. Saturday. Which was a shock. I, you know, looking back on this, I cannot believe that I, that it was a shock. Uh, being that, um, you know, a little under the weather last week and that came and went, I mean, like just a little scratchy throat on Monday, little scratchy on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nothing, not a thing. And negative tests throughout all of that period of time. So I'm like, ah, that's a cold. It got weird when Diana was like, can you bring, she, she's over at uh, Jackie's watching their dog while Jackie and Justin are on their honeymoon. She goes, bring me a test. Cause we got to, you know, those, uh, Joe Biden tests that were sent to us. We all got like tons of tests from the president. It costs like $90 trillion. Thank God. Take a test over there. Little swabby, swabby, dippy, dippy, droppy, droppy into the card. And then you wait. And, uh, I take a look at it and I go, you're negative. You need two lines for positive. It was one line. I go to the bathroom. I come back. I take another look at it and I go, hold on. And she goes, yes. I go. And then like a minute later, I look at it and I go, hold on. 
I see line number two. It's faint, but it's there. And I was reading in the instructions that even if it's faint, faint means fucked. I go, you're positive. Uh-uh. No, no, no. She's she's like trying to reason with me. No, no, no. You said I was negative. I go, well, no one gives a shit what I said. It's the car. Don't blame me for fuck's sake. It's the, it's, you look, you got two lines right here, dick. It's like shit. I guess. So I got the hell out of there. I don't want to catch your virus. Little did I know. I get home. I take my test. I'm sitting right here. Same thing. I go, okay, cool. One line. Another uh, negative test. Took another look at it. I go, oh. I'm positive. Shit. So here I sit. Feel absolutely perfect. Thank you, Pfizer. Thank you, Pfizer. And let me just say, for any of you fucks who want to pin me in a corner and say, see, you and your fucking vaccine or your your shot, it doesn't do shit. It so does do shit. It does plenty more than shit. The reason why... I won't miss a day of podcasting is because of this shot. So if you were here, I would fucking curb stomp you. Okay. It keeps people like me out of hospitals. So shut the fuck up. Okay. I think uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association is in contact, is trying to reach me. Uh, they, they're they um, uh, leaving me voicemails saying, yes, we want to do a uh, case study on what is being known as America's most historic super spreader event. We heard about a uh, wedding that happened and uh, uh, nearly everyone there is coming back positive and uh, incredible. The table of death, as it's known as where I sat and, uh, um, now it was me. And then to my right was my brother, Jim. He said to me, yeah, I got a cold. Uh, this is beforehand. I got a cold. He did the, this is what I did. I got a cold. I tested. I'm negative. I go, all right, well, fuck it. Don't even worry about it. I go, I, and I said, I don't even care if you do have it. Fucking, we're, we're fine. I think he was, um, ground zero and he was right to my right at the table of death. Um, all told at the table of death at the wedding was one, two, three. There were uh, nine of us at the table of death. Ten of us. Six positive tests. Everybody's fine. Also positive, my son Jim. Jim was not at the table of death. 
Uh, my friend Kirk, not at the table of death. Kirk's daughter, not at the table of death. So that's what's up. Uh, so everything is, everybody's fine. It's uh, Maddie's boyfriend tested positive. Diana tested positive. I tested positive. My brother Jim tested positive. The NFK tested positive. He was just more annoyed. All of this is, you know, blip on the radar. Already in the rearview mirror. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on right now. Gave me more time to sit and watch the uh, World Cup. I think um, more hurtful to my body and my brain and my overall existence, more damning was the boredom I felt that I think took years off of my life watching what a lot of you think is the greatest thing in the world. Um, I am officially done with soccer. I am, uh, I've with all this hype surrounding this fucking human rights nightmare going on in Qatar. And then all of the, oh my God, shame on them, shame on them. Let's watch. I watched that England-US game. And at no point in that game was I not bored. I mean, bored. Like, I was getting disgusted with myself for wasting time watching this shit. It ended in a thrilling 0-0 tie. That means in two uh, full games of soccer, which is six hours of soccer, essentially. Um, wait, no, I take it back. Well, it's 45 minutes per half. Yeah, a couple hours, give or take, per game with stoppages and halftime and all that shit. I've seen the U.S. score one goal. And most of the game is just running around fucking passing it to each other, and it just stinks. Even the moments where there's supposed to be a lot of action, the corner kicks, where Dickhead will launch one from the corner. There's there's 20 guys, 21 guys, uh, uh, right, the ball goes right into that pile and then it bounces around like a pinball. That rarely results in anything that exciting. I don't care what you soccer fucks tell me. This is shit. And um, I think the reason why it's, you know, not caught on in the U.S. like it has in the rest of the civilized world and uncivilized world is because the U.S. is more civilized 
than the rest of the world. That's why we are the best. We don't get bogged down by soccer bullshit. And all you fucking asshole hooligans walking down the street, beating your stupid drums and doing your stupid idiot chants and drinking your fucking uh, 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 IPAs with your gigantic beards. Fuck you. Fuck you and your soccer bullshit. I have so had it. What an absolute shit show. I would rather watch baseball than fucking soccer. And so um, as that game wound down and it went to 0-0, and now in this fucking tournament, the U.S. is zero wins, zero losses, two draws. They now take on Iran. On Tuesday, I think Tuesday, I don't even get, no. I am rooting for Iran. Just so that the U.S. can be booted out of the fucking thing and we can be done with this shit. Because if they don't win, they don't advance. How terrible is it that you can, if they do manage to beat Iran, which is not easy, from what I understand, the U.S. would advance with one win. And, and, and Hey, yeah, way to go on your two ties. That helped get you to the next round. Jesus. Oh, my God. It is so bad. And, uh, and uh, frankly, you people that enjoy this shit, I don't want to know you. I don't want to be around you. Um, fucking... After that happened, and then I was like watching hockey, and I was like, this is such a superior game. And and the rest of the world doesn't give a shit about hockey. You got a few spots. Fuck! In the United States, many Americans don't give a shit about hockey. More people give a shit about baseball than they do hockey. And talk about a superior game to pretty much every game in the United States. I would say on levels of uh, intensity and action, uh, uh, basketball and hockey are superior to all other sports. They really are. Nonstop movement. Uh, Basketball in particular. You have, in my opinion, the greatest athletes in the world play basketball. Strong, lean, fast, uh, just incredible uh, uh, hand-eye coordination to be able to pull all that shit off. It's fucking intense. All right? Uh, hockey right up there. Close second. Just the fact that the game within the game. You know, uh, in soccer, what, I, what drives me crazy about soccer is there'll be like 15 minutes left to go in the game. And then the announcers, and like you'll have a team that's losing one nil, and the team that has won has the ball, and then the announcers like, well, there's 15 minutes left to go, and let's say the U.S. hasn't scored in this game, and Iran is leading one nothing. The U.S. It looks very very difficult for the U.S. to make a comeback. It's like how. How can it be difficult to make a comeback? 
go get the fucking ball and fucking get down there and score. But you can't because there's 50 fucking guys on the field passing it to each other in the middle of the fucking field. It's that hard to score. The ball just sits there at the center of the field. And these dicks, it's nearly impossible to score in this fucking game. Oh, what a shootout. Iran had two shots on goal in this one. What an incredible, incredible game. What? If I'm going to watch a 0-0 game, it better be with like 65 shots on net and fucking Pelly Lindbergh stopping every shot and fucking Chris Osgood playing out of his mind on the other end. Yes, those are two old school players, one of which is retired. The other one died tragically in an auto accident. Raise your hand if you know who Pelly Lindbergh is. Gone too soon. Fuck me. And here hockey is struggling, struggles to get the audience that it deserves. In my opinion, uh, hockey and basketball, the absolute best. Football next. And then baseball. Football's still great. I love football. I'm not going to lie to you. In fact, I favor it over the other two games that I talked about. But in terms of just sheer intensity. Football is great, though, because you get that whole business of, all right, uh, tension building between each play. You can feel the momentum coming and going more on uh, football in a second. I I have a lot to say about football from the past weekend. But I, I am fucking done with soccer. Soccer can suck my ass. It's shit. Absolute shit. Rig 625 says, Pelly Lindbergh joke too soon. That was not a joke. I did not joke about Pelly Lindbergh. I referenced Pelly Lindbergh. So, all right. Screw the World Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, in a rare moment, The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tonight. Yeah, that's right. Tonight. Schedules are getting weird. First, Ben said Wednesday. Hey, how does that sound? I said, I can't do Wednesday unless you want to do it early. He goes, no, I got to work. I said, all right. He goes, how about Monday or Tuesday? I said, I'm booked Tuesday. How about Monday? Ben said, yeah. So that means tonight, Ben and I will record without a live audience. Who are these Zanes? Where we will continue to review my time at WEEG 97.3 in Saginaw, Michigan. You've never heard of this radio station. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, We will continue to review uh, my morning show that I did there. With Brian, um, I forgot his name. Brian something. I called him Brain. And uh, the show that we're the show that we're reviewing is uh, the day after the Columbine massacre. 
So uh, we're on the air there. And there's literally dead people still inside of the school. And we're sitting there doing like bits and joking and laughing. Now, you're not supposed to do that. At least I, on this radio station in particular, I can't believe no one came in and said, yeah, don't do anything stupid and ridiculous with dead kids laying inside of a school. But we did. Uh, We'll cover more of that on the uh, next edition, next installment of Who Are These Zanes? Then after that, the live Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Okay, if you are enjoying the show right now on Facebook, uh, YouTube, or Twitter, it is time for you to leave. But I'm encouraging you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Or download the Twitch app and just search Eric Zane Live, and you'll be able to continue on enjoying the show. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, when the show finishes, I will upload the audio of made available, of course, wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show Podcast on Apple Podcast. And um, in addition, um, Spotify, pretty much all of them. And uh, if you ever want to reach out to me, do it on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, Zane, I kind of remember your 9-11 on Free Beer and Hot Wings and post 9-11. Rough go. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. But thank you. Uh, Rig 625, that would be Blue State Rob, I'm pretty sure. He says, I'm, he's actually, as we're doing this show, he's watching the game between South Korea and, and Ghana. What a mystery you are. My God. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh. Sean writes, God, get a life. Absolutely. Okay. Corey says, those places aren't even real. (laughs) Okay, thanks, folks. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, I'm going to send you on your way. Have a great day. Facebook and Twitch brought to you, of course, by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Over the weekend, I watched college football, and I love college football. I think I like college football. I think right now I like college football better than pro football. Probably because we're closer to the point in the year when it really matters. Okay. Now we still have this stupid four-team playoff system, which I think wasn't long ago that they decided they are expanding it. The story didn't really get a lot of traction. But 
I think they announced, yes, we are expanding it to, and I, I forget what how many teams are expanding it to. It might be eight. Which I still think is too little. You know? Um, they should play, like, a five-game regular season. And then the rest is playoffs. You know? Maybe not that little. But I think, I mean, come on. It's a miracle it's taken this long um, for college football to actually even have playoffs. Playoffs? Um, But they've announced that they're expanding that playoff setup. But then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll start in uh, 2032. Some ridiculous amount of time has to pass before they... It isn't quite that much. But it's just stupid. By the way, I was reading a story... I think it was the Michigan player, Blake Corum, who did not play in the most recent game, which I'm going to talk about in a second, against Ohio State. Uh, If I'm getting this wrong, then that's stupid, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Blake Corum. He's one of these players who's like a millionaire because... uh, you know, it's uh, called name image likeness, uh, likeness. These athletes now, when the whole world is watching them, they can sell their name, their image for advertising or their likeness for a video game and get paid for it. So it's awesome because you get like, um, uh, if you're like a, a millionaire, billionaire booster for the University of Michigan, uh, you reach out to the best player in high school and say, hey, you come to Michigan, uh, I'm going to use your face and put it on a, you know, a fucking dish rag and I'm going to give you millions of dollars. And then, you know, because these people that are uh, multimillionaires that represent their schools, they got nothing better to do with their uh, money than just root for their school. So you get a guy like Blake Corum, and all of a sudden he's got $800,000 a year, and, you know, he's on a, a, a fucking can koozie. He took his name, image, likeness money this year, and he did a great food giveaway. He bought, like, a fucking ton of turkeys and shit. And was giving the food away to people for Thanksgiving. How great is that? You see, that's why, and I don't root for any one college football team. I just call it as I see it. All right? And I think people who go to Michigan, athletes who go to Michigan, I think they are a better brand of human being. I think the evidence suggests that if you go to Michigan, you are an upstanding soul who's better than most of society. And I think that if you go to Michigan State, you're like a rapist or something like that, or just an animal or an asshole. I think that if you're planning on going to Michigan State, the administration goes, all right, is this guy a rapist? Uh, no. All right. Is he an animal? Uh, no, no, no. He's not an animal. Yeah, but is he an asshole? Yeah, this guy's an asshole. All right. 
give him a scholarship. Uh, next, is this guy a rapist? Yeah. All right. He's in. Uh, what about this guy? He wants a job. Is he into rape? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hire him. That's what I think is going on at Michigan State. You know? Uh, are these guys uh, likely to take their helmets off and bash people across the head with them? Yeah. All right. Give them a scholarship. So in a year where Michigan State football players uh, attack guys skipping in to the tunnel, I mean, we, we don't know whether or not the skipping guy was telling the Michigan State players to go fuck themselves. We don't know that. Probably was, but we don't know. The Spartan players take off their helmets and start bashing people's brains in. They all get arrested. The team uh, was barely able to field a team because the whole team got arrested. The rest of the team probably into rape and shit like that. Michigan players are taking the money that they've earned on name image likeness and they're giving all the, all the money and food away to people in the public. And people who have closed head in, uh, closed head injuries because getting their uh, brains bashed in by Spartan football players. That's the dynamic of uh, athletes in the state of Michigan. Uh, Spartans got their ass handed to them by Penn State uh, in the most recent game. They're horrible. Everybody's trying to forget this season. It's all shit. Chris says Michigan players touch kids. Yes, they do. They they have they have done that. So you're right. They're not they're not innocent yet. No, we don't know that. We don't know that. Anyway, shut up. Shut up. You're getting in the way of what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make. Blake Corum spent all of his name, image, likeness money and fed underprivileged, underprivileged people. That is fantastic. So the football game against Ohio State uh, this weekend. Corum can't play. Uh, he's injured his knee. So that means Michigan... Uh, goes to uh, uh, Ohio State on the road, and uh, they are Ohio State is heavily favored in this game. And I don't think anybody gave Michigan a chance. In fact, Michigan hasn't won at Ohio State since the year 2000. Uh, last year, Michigan won at Michigan. So Ohio State is like. Well, let's just prove that th- that was a fluke. We're going to we're going to kick the shit out of Michigan. Now, Ohio State has uh more players that are like um I guess uh higher ranked five-star players over the years. Their quarterback CJ Stroud, but a lot of people say he's going to be the number 1 pick in the draft and I I mean, I don't know. I don't follow this shit enough to know what the fuck is going on. But Ohio State was favored in this game and uh back and forth early on in this game 
and Michigan could not get anything going on the ground, which is something that they like to do with this dude, Blake Corum, who's kind of like Barry Sanders liked this Corum dude. He's a little buddy, shifty as fuck, strong, gigantic legs, just a little fucking ball of hate, this little shit. All he does is destroys people, makes them miss, and then gives them a fucking turkey. That's what Blake Corum does. And uh, he drives people crazy, but he got nicked in the previous game, so he doesn't play. Some other dude plays. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck his name is. Uh, Donovan something. Who cares? Doesn't matter. And in the first half of this game, uh, Michigan's quarterback, uh, his name's JJ something. He hands the ball off to backup guy who runs right into a wall. And Ohio State's uh, would bring this fucker down and then they're rubbing his face in the turf and he gets up and he's got half the field in his face mask. They're like, fuck you, you don't stand a chance. And uh, so they're kicking the shit out of this dude and he sucks. This JJ guy from Michigan, I don't know, it's JJ Irish. I don't know what the fuck his name is. I think Michigan's quarterbacks, they're all named, they're all Irish names. So this JJ Irish guy, He's like really good though. And he's like fast as shit. And he starts taking over the game. Uh, first half ends. Michigan can't do shit running the ball, but somehow they're only down like a handful of points. And Ohio state is leading by a few points. It's 20 something to 20 something. I don't know. And I don't care. All I care about is the drama that's going around in this thing. And then in the second half, JJ Irish guy, starts to find like open receivers for like 180 yard touchdowns. It's like he's on his own one yard line hike. He throws it touchdown. Ohio state can't do shit. JJ hike throws it a hundred yards touchdown. Oh my God. What the fuck? So Michigan is quickly starting to kick the shit out of Ohio state and the players are, and then Ohio state players start to get pissed off. So you know what they do? The whistle blows. And then Michigan guy is laying there down on the field. Ref goes, all right, okay, you're down. And then Michigan guy, he's thinking to himself about how he can go help the homeless and, uh, and buy some food and give it away to homeless people in Ohio state. Guy, bam, like Jackson in the balls flag. That's a personal foul. 15 yard penalty. Uh, there was one play where Ohio state got called for more than one penalty. So the ref was like, uh, we got a hold on Ohio state. That's 10 yards. And then this cocksucker, uh, he bashed this guy in the head. That's another 15 yards. And then boom, that's another penalty. This asshole, he, he got a 50 yard penalty. And so at one point there was a play where Ohio state had it. It was like first and 35. What? They got to get 35 yards to get a fucking first down. And then there was another play where Michigan guy, he gets the ball and he runs out of bounds and he's like, Oh, I love children. I want to go help the homeless and, uh, and and give away and go uh, help a little old lady cross him. Bam! Ohio state guy headbutts him. He like headbutts the guy and like, Oh fuck Jesus. I didn't know, man. And the guy, they throw a penalty. Yeah, it's a 15-yard penalty for being an asshole. And then the, the coach of Ohio State, he's like, points to that motherfucker who did it. He goes, get him out of here. Get the fuck off the, you're off the team. 
So it's all, they're all coming unglued. They're losing their composure and Michigan just starts fucking them in the asshole. And then they give the ball. Michigan has the ball on like their one yard line. And they give the ball to this backup running back who sucks. Is Donovan, whatever the fuck his name is. This guy is shit. In the first half, he couldn't do anything. And he's slow and terrible. They give the ball to him. And somehow the line parts like the Red Sea. And, and even this guy, who's the worst running back in America, he runs 100 yards and scores a fucking touchdown. And uh, Ohio State, they, there, there's no one around him for miles. He scores and he thinks he's good, but he sucks. Um, Ohio State, they get the ball. They, they can't do shit. Michigan gets the ball. They're on their one-yard line again. They give it to this shitty back again. And he runs another 100 yards. Incredible. This It was like one of those make-a-wish games. This guy, this Donovan guy, um, his elevator does not go all the way to the top. He actually um, is special needs. And Mich- Ohio State was so horrible in the second half that Michigan kept giving the ball to the special needs guy, Donovan What's-His-Face, who was scoring legit touchdowns. That's how shitty Ohio State was in this game. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. So then the fans, are they're furious. I went on the Ohio State Reddit uh, subreddit, and they're all like, it's all Ryan Day's fault. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. It's his fault. He's an asshole. Oh, my God. What an ass kicking this was. And Ohio State was number two in the nation hosting Michigan. Michigan number three and Michigan beats the shit out of them. And okay, um, now they dropped in ranking. Well, actually, I'll get to that in a second. I don't want to get into that right now. I want to show you this moment. This is great. This is what I love about because Michigan guys, they're actually going to take time away from giving away uh, food to homeless people. And they're going to rub Ohio State's nose in shit. Um, this is what they did. So in Ohio Stadium, which seats like 900,000 people, and a lot of the fans have left, uh, some gigantic Michigan guy uh, gets a enormous... Michigan flag and motherfucker goes running right onto the big Ohio O and he, he it's got a flagpole and he jams it in the fucking turf. The flag is in the turf and the fans are like, ah, oh, fuck you. You know, holy shit. You know, you hear about uh, horrible incidents at schools and colleges where, where some wacko starts shooting up random people. This is the moment where you think this would happen. There's going to be some motherfucker at the state who's like, if those motherfuckers plant that flag, I'm going to shoot the team. You don't want that to happen, but my God, you're inciting these idiots. I mean, Ohio State people are lunatics. These are the biggest piece of shit fans. I take it back. Tennessee fans are the worst. Tennessee volunteer fans are the absolute garbage pail of America. 
Ohio State fans are pretty close. Um, Alabama fans, bad, but not nearly as bad. All right? They're just annoying as fuck. Michigan fans, also pretty annoying. Check this out. Audio check, video check. This big fucker goes running on the field and plants the flag. Look at this. Talk about rubbing salt in their wounds. You know, if you're all these fans at this enormous stadium, why aren't they running out and attacking these people? This is what they needed to do. Those fans, I'm surprised they didn't run out and just fucking try to kill these guys. That's the shit that Ohio State remembers for next year. Okay. Uh, But that game's at Michigan. See, this is, this is the thing. But with this rivalry, and this is the greatest rivalry in sports. Okay? O'Neal, you got to go poop or something? Come on, buddy. I mean, I'm on a roll here. Um, these fans are just psychopaths. And I think the Ohio State fans are more psychopaths than the Michigan fans are. They're going to remember this. You can go, you can lose all, okay, next year if Ohio State loses all their games and then they beat Michigan, it's a successful football season. I'm not even kidding. If Ohio State loses the Michigan, let's say they go undefeated, but they lose the Michigan game. So they lose, they win all their games except one, but then win the national championship. That's an unsuccessful season for these people. Watch this. Look at this guy's doing the big O. He's doing the Ohio O. It's just so mocking. They're rubbing their balls on the Ohio State midfield logo. If I'm the Ohio State football team, I come out and start pulling a Michigan State and swinging helmets. Look at that. What an insult. Look at <laughs> and then these guys, these Ohio State football players, like, ah, shit. I didn't realize that they were doing that in front of Ohio State football players, and there's, there isn't a GD thing they can do. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That's because the players um, are more human beings than the fans are, at least at Ohio State. Now, had the Ohio State players had the idiot mentality of the uh, Michigan State Spartans, then we would see a true war. Uh, you're getting a lot of people that are, uh, are talking about this coach of um, Ohio State, Ryan Day. Um, in fact, Joe Martinez says the problem was coach day. He said they would put 100 points on Michigan. Yeah. I don't, I, I would do reverse psychology if I were a coach in this matchup, I just wouldn't say anything at all about the game. I wouldn't want to do anything to motivate the team. Kent dropped the E out of you. 
is talking about the J.J. Irish wave. I guess his name's McCarthy. He was waving like a Disney princess or a queen at the fans. Yeah, waving at the fans is always one of my faves. Oh, my God. So Ohio State exposed and got the shit kicked out of them by Michigan. And they paid for it, too, because some people are like, well, yeah, man. But Ohio State, they only got one loss. They shouldn't even drop in rank. They should still be in the playoff. Fuck you, you assholes. We only got one loss. USC's got one loss. You were humiliated on your home field. Uh, In the second half, you look like a fucking Pop Warner football team. You should drop out of the top 25. You should be happy with fifth. They drop in the AP coaches uh, in the AP poll to uh, fifth at eleven and one. They drop three, and then look at USC sneaking in there. USC is now in fourth. Now, the one that matters is Tuesday. The college football playoff rankings that come out, and um, undeniable are the undefeated teams: Georgia at one, Michigan at two. TCU at three. And then Southern Cal sneaks in with a hard-fought, tough win over Notre Dame. They are in at fourth right now. Again, this could change. Uh, Now, here's the thing. There's more football to be played. You're not going to believe this. Alabama um, can, let's see. Can they still get in? I don't think so. Uh, The only way Alabama gets in is if Michigan shits the bed against Purdue, TCU shits the bed against Kansas State, both unranked, (coughs) in their respective championship games. Uh, And SC shits the bed against Utah. Alabama doesn't play any more games. Still, that would be such a back end to the college football playoffs. Okay, listen to me. Uh, I need to go let O'Neal out because the dog is sitting here crying. He's actually uncomfortable. This is going to take extended time. Please be patient with me. This is a very rare thing. Stick around. Poor guy. He's like, thank God you're letting me roll. Hello, poo. So, okay, folks, in addition to this daily podcast, I do a Patreon. What is that? What is that? That is ad free subscription podcasting. Five or 10 bucks a month, I deliver 11 bonus shows. Per week goes like this. Every day at the end of this podcast, I do a second Patreon bonus podcast. And then every Tuesday, we have smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. We play that with audience members taking on Dale for cash. 
The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. You get it minus the commercials. Uh, Not to mention, uh, we have the Lost Zane recordings. New episode just dropped today from my old radio days on BBL. Right now, we're in the month of March of the year 2017. Those shows are released in order. Uh, We have Who Are These Zanes? I put that show out. And the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for just five or ten bucks a month. So if you're a person that consumes a lot of content, you like listening with your earbuds while you're working or driving or whatever, and this free podcast is just not enough, please consider the Patreon bonus or the uh, Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month. Five bucks a month is all of the audio. Ten bucks a month is the audio, the video, and the live streams. So thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc um the open and live stream of this show brought to you by irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev 616-532-6600 repairing all makes and models of vehicles in and around west michigan uh, about the only thing they won't work on is a the Volkswagen. Their website, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvines, E-R-Vines.com. That's E-R-Vines.com. Centrally located right in the middle of Grand Rapids. No matter where you are, get your vehicle to Irvines. Um, it's important to note that they have free loaner cars. They can set you up with that. Uh, all set, ready to go. An amazing place to get your vehicle repaired. Trusted place to get your vehicle repaired. 616-532-6600 is their number. A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez and his crew. Now, if your furnace decides, hey, uh, I'm not going to work correctly. Call Joe. He's going to get you up and running as quickly as possible. 616-516-8579. For example... If you're like me, uh, not that long ago, he's going to show up and uh, he's going to look at that furnace filter. And because a dumbass like me didn't change it, it caused everything to stay. So he changes the furnace. That's the most expensive furnace filter I've ever had in my life. First of all, don't be that guy. Second of all, uh, it's probably a good idea to do some type of preventative maintenance on that furnace. So get that thing tuned up every year. 79 bucks, 616-516-8579. It's a very dirty uh, uh, set of machinery there as it burns fuel to keep your home warm. So you got to get those sensors clean, make sure it's all tuned up, running efficiently. Otherwise, you risk a breakdown. 
<coughs> excuse me, A&E heating and cooling. And if you need a new furnace installed, they will install the best in the business, the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. Thank you to my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. You need a mortgage. Maybe you need to get some money out of your home. Consider reaching out to Mario. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. So, okay, you've got uh, you know all the bills you pay each month, but you're paying a minimum payment of 200 bucks a month on a credit card, and the balance is not going down because you keep getting charged in, uh, interest on the whatever amount you owe, and that interest rate is 23 24 25%. That sucks. Get the money out of your home for what you owe, pay off that amount, and then uh, take that money that you just borrowed, and you're paying a lot less in interest on it, and it's spread out over 30 years as opposed to the ridiculous terms of your credit card. My point is get out of debt or at least credit card debt and get the money out of your home to do it. That's smart. You're paying a lot less in interest and it's a lot less um, of a financial burden on you. Uh, Also, if you're just looking to buy a new home, home costs are going down right now to get a mortgage, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage from anywhere in the listening audience, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Hello to Dylan, who was watching on Facebook. I put, uh, I mean, obviously I put the show out on all the platforms that I have, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, and then I cut the cord and tell everybody to go to uh, Twitch. Uh, Dylan here found the show on Facebook today. He writes, Dylan, or I mean, he writes, Eric, this is Dylan. You're the man. First time listening. Wow. He says it's way better than when you were with the other guys. And I said, thank you. That's uh, that's that's the type of message that puts wind in my sails. I'll tell you that right now. Because I'm used to getting someone writing, it's unlistenable. Fuck him. Uh, thank you, Dylan. I appreciate that. Uh, and that just goes to show you that it's so hard to even be found out when you had uh when you were doing one thing and then now you're you know years later you're doing this it it, it people who find out about it it rolls in at a trickle it's remarkable but you got to keep doing it you have to keep uh, uh, uh plugging along this question comes to me from my subreddit I noticed, Eric Zane, you said that you are not interested in doing a podcast with Joe. But I believe there's a good market and reason to try it. You two were the funniest ones on there. And I think your chemistry would be a success on YouTube. And I think that that is kind of a miracle statement that this person has made it's like what kind of a moron would suggest something like that and not consider how terrible that would look considering the extent at which i have ripped joe a new asshole in the past two months 
wouldn't you for one second at least start to think that perhaps that wouldn't be a good idea of, uh, in the optics of that, considering uh, where I have been and where I have stood on this show? He sent me a cease and desist. Uh, cease and desist, you dumb fuck. What? Why the fuck would I even consider doing that? I wrote, no can do. There's many reasons why. That's remarkable that he would even suggest that. Uh, I was looking at um, St. Gaslight's Instagram now. And uh, let's see here. Where it said radio before, it says, Joe. Sports and recreation. Like, I don't know what the fuck that even means. Is he going to play football or something? You can follow Joe. He's into sports and rec. I, um, you know, if you thought I was fucked, uh, when I got fired, I can only wonder what's going on with this guy. After his resignation, quote unquote, what are you going to do? Now, I don't know. Maybe he got $5 million. That would be fantastic for him. I'm not saying anything. He gets is fantastic. Um, if he get, maybe he got a ton of fuck you money. I need to know. I need to know exactly. I have such an interest in this. And I think that it should be some type of law. That company should have to share every dirty detail that happened so that the inquiring public can know it is not our business, but it is our business. That doesn't make any sense. It should be our business. We should be told exactly what happened. We should, be, uh, at, they, they should have had to live stream all of the meetings between Joe's attorneys and the radio company's attorneys. We should have been able to see all of that. We should have gotten the dollar amount that they settled on if they settled on anything. I need to know this. I'm hungry for the info. Why won't anyone give it to me? For the love of God, help me. All right. No, I am uh, I'm really curious. Um, how, what he's going to do, where is he going to, uh, pop his head? I mean, his head out of the turtle shell. He, he put his, he popped his head out of the turtle shell one time. And then there was such a backlash. He got the shit kicked out of him. Allegedly. Uh, I, I don't, I, I know I got my fingers crossed that he decides that he's going to be a podcaster so that I can play every second of it on Patreon and criticize it. That's what I'm hoping for. Blue state. Rob says both Freeburn hot wings show firings are the same, but with one difference, Joe signed the paper. Eric did not. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it, it sure seems that way. 
Uh, Sean says, Zane, if only you knew a gardener that knew how to do a proper FOIA request. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. I'm a 50-year-old man. No, yeah, I don't think you can FOIA uh, that type of uh, thing. Ryan writes, don't forget to read your legal disclaimer. This show is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the Eric Zane's of Eric Zane's imagination or are used fictitiously any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Ryan. It's always good to throw in the Eric Zane show podcast disclaimer. Adam says, do you think Greg and Chris are as mad at Joe as they were are mad at you, Eric? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Joe didn't do anything. Remember he's St. Gaslight. He resigned because now's a good time. So as far as you and I know, Joe didn't do anything. Uh, Sean says you and Carl would have a hell of a WATP with the any old Joe podcast. By the way, you got to spell Carl with a K or he'll kick your ass. Daisy's ears for the win, by the way. Look at that. Excuse me. By the way, I feel uh, after warming up, talking for a little bit, I'm now, I've gotten into fifth gear. I I feel fucking fine. It's a little bit of a uh, cough. <coughs> I read somewhere that the current dominant strains of COVID are settling in the upper respiratory system. Uh, when COVID first began, the strain that um, started, that killed my mother, um, would settle deep in the lungs. And then it's difficult to recover from that. And uh, that's why it would destroy lung tissue. And then there was no coming back for a lot of people, obviously. But this kind of settles more on the upper respiratory tract. The uh, current um, uh, strains, I guess, of the virus. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard from everybody today already, and everybody feels fine. My brother Jim, who has it, him and his son, they are have uh, some immune issues. So they are um, uh, eligible to get some type of, uh, there's some type of immunotherapy pill that you can take. I forget what the fuck it's called, but he goes, oh yeah, we we were great. We took that pill and the next day we were ready to climb Mount Everest. That's good. It's very good. Uh, Okay. I have a story about a ridiculous lawsuit that I want to get into. Of all the frivolous lawsuits that I've heard of, this one might be the the uh, most friv- uh, the most frivolous. I think I can't even talk. Uh, Sean asks, "Did I miss it? How's Meathead and Joanne?" Uh, fine. No one 
has uh, exhibited any symptoms as of right now. But it's still a little early to tell. There's a woman in Florida. She's looking for $5 million in damages. She is suing the company that makes Kraft macaroni and cheese. Well, I'm sorry. Velveeta shells and uh, cheese cups. So you go to the store, you buy these things that come in the cup, and then you add some hot water, you put the lid back on, you go pour your milk or whatever, and then you come back and you've got uh, shells and cheese, which sounds awesome right now. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these products. You know, whether it's uh, standard mac and cheese with the powder, absolutely perfect. I love that shit. And you got to make sure you put the right amount of milk in and you make, you, you blend it appropriately. Okay. Because if you don't, it's got, you're going to get clumps of that powder. First and foremost, if you do craft macaroni and cheese and you, um, um, you have the elbow noodles or even the whatever, it doesn't matter. And we're talking about the kind that you put the powder in when you drain the water out, let's say you put it into a, a, a colander and the water is out and the noodles are steaming and hot. Whatever you do for the love of God, do not put any cold water on those noodles. You want them to be as hot as possible because you put them back in the pan. And for the love of God, don't add the milk first. That cools down the noodles. The first thing you do is put the butter in. And I don't give a shit if you use fake butter. Like, I can't believe it's not butter or real butter. But put that in next. Because if you don't, if it doesn't melt right. You know, it's got to all be melted because of the heat from the noodles. And if you lower the temperature of the noodles, you run the risk of the butter not melting all the way. Once that gets all melted, then it doesn't matter the order. You put the powder in. You put the right amount of milk in. And then you blend creaminess, perfect, absolutely amazing, equally great, but more expensive, the Velveeta and cheese. Okay. Because that's like the, uh, uh, it's like you, you squeeze the shit in right in there. Gets all melty when you microwave it. And then that's it. I think, I don't even know how exactly you make it, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to add the way it is. You got to add water into this, into this product. So it's like a cup with like a, like a lid. Well, this lady is suing $5 million and you're probably going to be like, oh, she was burned because it was too hot. No, 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 no. This crazy bitch is suing for $5 million because on the package, it says takes three and a half minutes to make. She says... It takes more than three and a half minutes to make. And so she's suing for $5 million because it took more than five minutes, three and a half minutes to make the product. (laughs) 
How would you like to be? This is a moment where you you just hope that the judge pulls out an Uzi and sprays her with bullets when he throws this out. I am not even kidding you. A Florida woman is suing Kraft Heinz for $5 million, claiming that they misled the public about the time it takes to prepare Velveeta micro microwavable mac and cheese cups. Oh, oh, oh. holy shit. The nerve court records show that a West Palm beach law firm filed the lawsuit on behalf of Amanda. Of course, her name's Amanda. Is there any Amanda that exists except for my niece? That isn't a pain in the ass. And Amanda H., who listens to this show in, uh, I believe, what state? Is it Illinois? Ohio. I think it's Ohio. Amanda H. is So basically, I'm just saying that it's she's a pain in the ass because she's got the same name as the biggest pain in the ass. Well, I can't say the biggest. There's two. There's two. Hold on. There's two members of this show that... If you were to vote, who are the biggest pains in the ass in this show? With nothing but love and respect for them, who would the audience think I'm talking about? And if I see any other answer besides Amanda and this other name, I will be shocked. But go ahead. If you're a member of the live audience on Twitch, who could I possibly be talking about as pain in the ass. And a pain in the ass is the type of person that makes you go, uh, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's that. That is, that's the face and tone of voice that a person would use uh, when they're talking about a pain in the ass. P-I-T-A, a PETA. You are a PETA. Amanda is a PETA. Aram writes, or Ben writes, Aram. Aram is kind of a pain in the ass, but not on the level of Amanda. And a lot of people are saying Kenny, which I know is going to result in a horrible pain in the ass moment where I have to put out that fire with, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. That's the level of pain in the ass that I'm talking about. And you too are without a doubt. I like you, but you cannot dispute the level of pain in the ass that you are. And that's not my opinion. That's the people around you right now. Pain in the ass doesn't mean I don't like you. I like you very much. Okay. But you are, and you cannot deny this pains in the ass. Okay. In your own unique way, both of you. So of course, of course, the person who's suing Kraft Heinz 
for $5 million because it takes more time than three and a half minutes to prepare Velveeta microwavable mac and cheese cups is named Amanda. She's probably married to a guy named Kenny. (laughs) You gotta sue him, darling. Which, if they're married, another reason for the Amanda and the Kenny to be having just hot butt sex together. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. If you guys decided to have sex and shot video of it, I would watch that and probably be turned on. Anyway, back to our story. Ramirez is listed as the main plaintiff for the class action suit, which alleges Kraft Heinz violated federal law by saying Velveeta shells and cheese cups takes three and a half minutes to prepare. How embarrassing is this? Ready in three and a half minutes is printed on the box, which is the amount of time the product takes to cook in a microwave. However, the suit says, no, no, no. There's other steps. This is how the lawsuit describes the cooking process. From the attorneys. First, consumers must remove lid and cheese sauce pouch. Next, They must add water to fill line in cup and stir. Third, microwave uncovered on high three and a half minutes. Do not drain. Finally, they should stir in contents of cheese sauce pouch. Defendant then notes that cheese sauce will thicken upon standing. Consumers seen ready in three and a half minutes will believe it represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the product, the suit states, meaning from the moment it is unopened, to the moment it is ready for consumption. The lawsuit claims Ramirez uh, bought the product for a premium price of $10.99 for one, probably for a pack, right? Between October and November 22 and 22, among other times. However, it did not say how long it actually took Ramirez to prepare the mac and cheese. The suit describes Ramirez as someone who, quote, looks to make bold statements of value when quickly selecting groceries. That's what the suit describes the plaintiff as. No, the suit should describe Ramirez as a money-grubbing slut who needs to be fucking shot in the face in the courtroom for this fucking waste of time. Uh, she, uh, is like many consumers who seeks to stretch their money as far as possible when buying groceries. Come on. And so she is seeking $5 million in damages, including statutory and punitive exclusive of interest and costs. Kraft Heinz company responded to the lawsuit saying we are aware of this frivolous lawsuit and will strongly defend against the allegations in the complaint. You know, part of me wishes that Kraft Heinz said, we are aware of this fucking bitches frivolous lawsuit and we will kick her right in the CU next Tuesday in court. Now the letter of the law, the person filing this claim, I think is right. Yes. It does take more than three and a half minutes um, 
for this product to be prepared. Okay? If I am the judge, I would say that I rule in favor of the plaintiff. The plaintiff is correct. Kraft Heinz will change the the wording on their packaging, and I am awarding one penny to this fucking bitch for wasting everybody's time, and that is all, and put her on blast that way, and then just lecture her. Just lecture her and say, yes, I am awarding you one penny, and you are nothing but a worthless piece of shit. Of course, your name is Amanda. You're just like, the pain in the ass that listens to my favorite podcast, the Eric Zane Show podcast. You need to go have sex with Kenny, and that'll be the end of it. And then everyone will be happy. Kenny will have a a wife, a lovely wife that he can finally uh, be married to so that we don't have to uh, see on his Facebook page uh, long-winded uh, dirty laundry of him airing ridiculous conversations that he had with someone on a dating app that will make the world so much better. And we won't have to sit there and be subjected to that drama anymore. Uh, and then you are all free to go. That is that easy, easy. What, what that, what is going on? What is going on? I, Kenny is upset now. He says, dude, I fucking hate you. You hate me? What? You hate You can't hate me. I love you. You don't hate people that love. I don't know what you're talking about. He says, you know what you just did. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're getting at, man. This is a ridiculous scenario. Okay, so at the end of the day, no lawsuits. No lawsuits. That's a ridiculous lawsuit. That is a ridiculous, stupid thing. The only thing that we can be absolutely assured of, hello to first-time chat, Richie's as goes, is that we... uh, (laughs) Oh, no, he is furious. He is furious. He says, I just unfriended you. You're welcome. Don't unfriend me. Come on. It's not my fault. You and Amanda need to have sex. In case you're wondering what's going on, Kenny had a horrible experience uh, on the on a dating app. And uh, he posted the exchange he had with some young lady. And uh, he was very upset. And that's what I was referencing right there. And uh, so I, he's probably very upset at me now over that, over those jokes. And you know how that is. I mean, I can't, I can't say anything without stepping in shit when it comes to all of this. So I can't, I can't be bogged down by that. You know, I mean, honestly, if I'm going to sit here and do this show every day and we're all going to have fun with each other 
I have to I have to sit there and just poke fun at little things. This is not the end of the world. You just got to relax. These are all jokes. It's no big deal. Nobody's trying to hurt anybody. You got to relax. It's my job to poke the bear. Amanda is right. Now, Amanda is a pain in the ass. Everybody knows it. But she says, come on. Amanda says, poke that bear. And then she says, Lord knows he's not poking anything else right now. She's talking about you. So you guys, that's it. That's what I'm getting at. The bottom line is you guys have to have sex. I see uh, Joe Pellerito is here. I saw Joe Pellerito on Friday. I fist bumped him. I was talking with uh, Joe and Josh and David and um, Adam. And um, we were at the Wayland Super Spreader event. Uh, Get yourself tested. If you feel funny, it's my fault. Uh, That was a fantastic time, by the way. I love those guys. Um, That was an excellent, excellent uh, thing they did at the Mint. Good to see those guys there. Uh, Then hockey, I I infected both hockey teams. It was terrible. Hang on, I got to do a... uh, Bash the Zenith. Kenny, you're not really mad, are you? Oh, my God. Kenny. He's called, he called Amanda. I'll see you next Tuesday. You can't do that. Come on, man. I'm going to have to ban you. That's a, that's a little too much, man. Come on. I'm going to give you a timeout. You can't be. You see, this is this is what, this is what gets it. it. It's You put yourself out there every day. On a regular basis. And, you know, it's it's a joke. It's silly. And you can't be calling people, see you next Tuesdays. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. That's what I'm talking about with that whole fly off the handle thing you do. You got, I mean, I, I mean, uh, that's pot calling the kettle black to be sure, but you gotta, you can't be, uh, take it easy here. No more rage quits. You gotta, that, that, uh, plane it out less ups and downs, more, more down the middle. It was just a joke. And for the record, if you're going to put stuff out there on social media, you know, I'm going to see it and you know, you've, uh, this has been a long running thing on the show about your nature and your character. So of course we're going to get jokes made about things you post online when you're complaining. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast. Got to relax. Anyway, I can't let that slow me down. I never have. Good times for the Taliban. Oh boy, this is ugly. 
and I thought I had the story, and now I don't. Hang on. Um, remember when uh, people were falling off of the airplanes at uh, in Afghanistan? When we're like, all right, we're leaving, and guys are hanging on to the side of the airplanes. Holy shit. And then falling off. They were running because they knew the Taliban. I mean, it would be a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, now, the Taliban was like, look, when we take back over, it's going to be different. All right. We promise to be more moderate. We're going to allow for women's and minority rights. Okay. Instead, they've restricted rights and freedoms, including a ban on women's education beyond the sixth grade. Now, why do they even allow that? Why do they even allow the kids to st- uh, women to start school? I don't know. Um, one of the biggest failures ever of all the times that uh, um, a war has resulted. I mean, how many times do we need an example of where a country invades another country and it always fails? It always fails. There's always a lot of heartache and bloodshed, but it, it never works. Uh, you look at what Russia did in Afghanistan, of all places. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. The U.S. funded the Afghani Taliban at the time, the early stages of it in the 1980s. They were able to beat back the Russian army. Uh, then that gave birth to um, Osama bin Laden, and we all know what happened there. You look at uh, Russia invading Ukraine. That's not going to work. You look at the U.S. invading invading Afghanistan for 21 years. We were there. It didn't do shit. The second that we left, the Taliban took over. They were like waiting, looking at their wristwatches. We can't wait to get back there. Now the Taliban. Uh, They've imposed their will, and they sent out a bunch of invitations in the Logar province, south of the capital of uh, Kabul. The Logar province, there's like a governor there, similar to here in the U.S. They have like little provinces or states. And the guy who's running Logar, he said, come one, come all to the local arena. And sent out invitations to the people to watch people be lashed. Three women and nine men in front of thousands of spectators at the Provincial Sports Stadium uh, late last week. Signaling the religious extremist group's resumption of a brutal form of punishment that was a hallmark of their rule in the 1990s. So they have a whip and there's a metal at the end of the whip. Okay. And you, you get now, can you imagine how painful that would be? Even one. So they bring these people out there. And they, they get between 21 and 39 lashes. Now, first of all, if you get an invite to the lashing, who the fuck is going to go? It's like, man, I have got to see that. 
I mean, seriously, why would that, why would you want to do that? Jesus, it's shit like this that makes me think, hold on. O'Neill, no, 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 stop. He's licking the chair. Um, That makes me think that these people may have been better off if we dropped a nuclear bomb on them. Just wipe the slate clean and start over. These people had been convicted in a local court. Some of them stole. Like, you know, it's like kid or adult trying to get a fucking apple because he's starving. And some had been convicted of adultery. Shit, here in the U.S., that's like encouraged. Uh, Said an official in the governor's office who spoke on condition of anonymity because he was not allowed to share details with the media. So because of that, how the fuck did Jesus? So basically if you get cheated on, okay, let's say, let's say you're a guy and you get cheated on. Okay. And, uh, you go and you tell whoever they're going to go and grab the adulterer and whip them in front of people. The official said hundreds of people attended the lashings and that a ban was imposed on taking photos and video. Why? Why do you care? Such public lashings as well as public executions and stonings for purported crimes were common during the first period of Taliban rule. Um, the first confirmed public lashing since last year's takeover. This is the first confirmed public lashing. It had, this is the first time since the takeover. So they're slowly, but surely going back to their old ways. My God. What a shit show. Uh, the U S should never invade another country, you know? Ever. There should never be. It does us no good. My God. I cannot believe that that's actually a thing. And the fact that they're there watching. I mean, do they cheer? Do they get like uh, a beer and pop? Well, they wouldn't get a beer in, in, uh, in a country like this. That's illegal. Would they get snacks to watch it? Is there anybody cheering? I, I'm guessing that they would be cheering. Or or do they, like, make them attend that? I think that this type of behavior is as crushing as, like, the Nazis. How is this a thing? And, And this is based on religion. The Nazis was different. It was just based on a warped madman's brain. The Taliban, are these are supposedly clear thinking people. What the fuck? Well, obviously not. My God, this is ridiculous. Hard to believe that that is even a thing. Uh, Chris says if they don't go to watch it, then they would be punished. Uh, punished. Punished. You'd be punished. Uh, they don't have TV, Eric. What else are they supposed to do? No need to type in all caps. Thank you. 
Rob says, are they chanting, lash that dick, lash that dick. You got lashed. You got lashed. Unbelievable. Good times in Afghanistan. Hey, thank you to Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, 616-914-4070. For My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank is a trusted source to help you every step of the way when it comes to, of course, health care.gov open enrollment right now. So if you are without health care, oh, my God, please get started on this today by reaching out to Frank 616-914-4070. You are eligible if your employer does not offer insurance. If you are in between jobs or you own your own business, 616 914-4070. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. He's also the uh, Medicare Advantage Plan expert and social security guru. We've got comedy at Full House Comedy shows in and around West Michigan at fullhousecomedy.com. We've got cars for you to buy. Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com. Uh, pull into the lot, which is along Kennewa, just north of 44th, obviously. This is only for folks that are in West Michigan. And uh, step into Michigan's largest Honda uh, volume dealer. No one sells more Hondas in the entire state. And that's saying something because you got huge population center in Detroit, but in West Michigan, much less population by a lot. Still, the number one Honda volume dealer in all of Michigan, right in West Michigan, Sarah Honda Granville test drive a brand new Honda vehicle today. The 2023s are waiting for you. And then um, you'll be like, all right, that sounds great. What do I do now? I love this car. I want to buy this. Yeah, you got to figure out all your options and then it's going to show up here in a couple of weeks and then you're good to go. So awesome. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Let me get these in too, because uh, as usual, I'm uh, heavier on the back half. And don't ever stop listening to the ads. So important. Uh, uh, make a make a, a, a promise to your old pal Eric Zane. Never, ever, never, ever bump ahead on the audio podcast ads. Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. Thank you so much to the Kent County Health Department. World AIDS Day is coming up December 1. I will be joined by... Um, uh, April from the Kent County Health Department. We talk about World AIDS Day and how far we have come. Uh, I am so thankful that they let me talk about their initiatives at the Kent County Health Department. If you need any help concerning the WIC program or perhaps um, anything at all, vaccinations, immunizations, accesskent.com slash health. Hey, uh, Rick from TC Paintball invites you to bang on TC Paintball's door for the uh, for any type of party that you want to book at the number one paintball facility in the state of Michigan. TC Paintball. Outdoor play, indoor play, you name it, they've got it at TC Paintball. Still playing outdoors, believe it or not. Snow is gone. We don't have any terrible weather in the foreseeable future. So you can play outdoors as long as uh, as long as we can, and then we'll take it indoors for a few months, and then back outdoors. 
TC Paintball, book a party, tcpaintballgr.com. For you, workplace team building, maybe a bachelor party, a neighborhood kids getting together for some fun, dad's day, mom's day, you name it, have fun at TC Paintball. And then, of course, Blue Frost IT. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Great, great business. I'm so proud of what they've done. Uh, Alan, for a long time, was working in the tech industry, uh, in the IT business, uh, for you know one of uh, the larger companies in town. And then he's like, you know what? I can do this on my own. And that's a story time and again for a lot of the uh, businesses that market on the Eric St. Show podcast. I can do it on my own, and I can make a lot of people happy. And I can uh, run my own business. So that's what this is. It's a startup. And now the number one IT company in the entire state of Michigan as voted on by their peers. So if you're a small or medium-sized business, you reach out to Blue Frost IT when you want to upgrade your tech. 616-285-50. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. And he'll, Alan will, you know, talk to you about what the needs of your business are and figure out what you need to upgrade all of your tech. He helps you with that. He helps you set it up, and then he becomes the managed IT service provider for your business, which means he's your troubleshooting guy month to month. See what that? Uh, see how that works? I use him for that. You should too. 616-200-8550. NFL owner Jerry Jones. Wow, this story did not catch fire. I was really shocked at this. No one gives a shit about this, it seems. The owner, billionaire owner of the Dallas Cowboys, when he was in high school in 1957, there was a day where uh, the court ruled that the black kids can go to school with the white kids. This scene played out in schools all across America at that time. We need to look no further than the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, When Alabama, the University of Alabama, was desegregated. And Forrest and all the other kids on the Crimson Tide football team are there. And the black kids get off the bus. And uh, Governor Conley from Alabama is there saying, there ain't going to be no N-words getting in my school. And he was serious. That's how they talk. And uh, Forrest is there, and the kids, uh, the National Guard, parts the crowd, says, fuck you, Conley. They can. The court says they can go to school. They should be able to go to school. And, you know, this is how people thought back then. This actually happened. The scene was played over and over again in the South. And that's another reason why the South fucking sucks, okay? Uh, This is why Tennessee volunteer football fans rip down goalposts. Uh, America's biggest pieces of shit uh, had their origin in the South. That's why we destroyed them in a war. That's why uh, there's, there's so many of them still wear white sheets to this day. Not all of them, but... Uh, 99% of the world's pieces of shit have origins in the deep South. And so we're still to this day kicking the fuck out of these people. And we should. Um, so in 1957, you know, in the North, 
what we should have done was reinvaded and and killed more hillbillies. And had we done that, you know, we would have an easier time uh, allowing black people into the white people's school, which is what should have happened. I mean, that's every 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 man is created equal. I believe that. You believe that. Everyone enjoying the show believes that. We are. I am preaching to the choir. No one in the audience actually believes that the South will rise again. And it shouldn't. It should be. It's another country. Canadians should have more rights than Southerners. All right? This is all true. This is not in not one... Not one second of what I'm saying is trolling. I am not just saying this to make hillbillies angry and Southerners. Okay? And unfortunately, if you're south of the Mason-Dixon line, I don't care who you are, you are guilty until proven innocent. Um, so you have to, you know, if you, like a Rom there in Nashville, um, he is one of these scumbags until proven otherwise. And he has to do more than just denounce racism. He has to go and like do something nice for a black guy and shoot video of it and post it. That's the only thing that can happen. And I didn't, Hey, it's not my fault. I am not the one who did this. I am not, this is not my fault. Well, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys in 1957, at Central High School in Little Little Rock, Arkansas, this scene played out. And real quick, back to Forrest Gump. Uh, the chick dropped her notebook, and Forrest picked it up and and gave it to her. And all his white teammates on Bama's football team they hated him because he he was nice to a black chick. Now, if you read the book Forrest Gump, which came out before the movie, Forrest ended up having sex with all of the black men and women in that school. The book was a little different than the movie. Um, so that there's that they didn't Bob Zemeckis when he made that movie, he didn't include that in the actual film. Um, but it was a horrible scene in the movie that Zemeckis made. Cause he goes, uh, Hey, what's going on there? They said, hey, yeah, they're letting that. And they said the N word that the guy actually said the N word in the film. It's like, Oh my God, it's terrible. <clears throat> Where am I going with this? I'm telling you right now. This picture right here. The red circle. That's Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Here's the two black kids. All these all these nice kids want to do is go into this high school. Now, this is a disgusting photo on many, many levels. Though Jerry Jones is here, he doesn't really have the look of a sicko hillbilly who wants to beat the shit out of black kids. The two prime suspects, we'll get to Jerry Jones in a second. Dude here with the cigarette, we need to out this guy. This guy here has got a look on his face like, I'm going to fuck you up. So if you're an American and you're, if this guy here is still alive today, he's like, oh shit, I hope nobody points me out because I'm canceled. 
because he just looks like he's getting ready to kick some ass. I'm trying to find where his arm is to see if his fist is balled up. And this Eddie Haskell looking motherfucker. This dude here is, uh, you know, he just called him a filthy N word that with that disgusting look on his face, this guy, I don't know what he's doing. He kind of looks like, um, so this white mob, Jerry Jones is part of the white mob here. This person wrote in their Insta, uh, Twitter post, uh, wow. So Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones was one of the bullies trying to stop his black classmates from desegregating central high in little rock in 1957, uh, actually North little rock high school, not central high school. <coughs> um, this is a few miles from central high in the same month as the little rock nine entered school. That sounds like a name of a bunch of black kids who showed up at the school. Uh, Jones has acknowledged it's him in the photo, but hasn't apologized for it. And I don't know if he should, frankly. I mean, if I'm Jerry Jones, I could very easily say, yeah, I, you know, look at me. I was just looking at the commotion. I love black people. That's what he could very easily say. As long as he's not one of these two, I think he's okay if he's not one of these two. And now there's a microphone here. This guy has a mic. So you know what Eddie Haskell motherfucker and cigarette flat top did. There's actual audio of this. So we need this footage. We don't, some crazy motherfucker somewhere. See all this shit right here in this giant camera. There is video of these two motherfuckers calling these two poor young men, terrible names, um, Terrible names that are almost as bad as the names that Kenny was dropping on the live stream earlier in this show. So what I'm saying is these two racists that are trying to beat up these black guys are saying things that are almost as terrible as the words that were said on this podcast today by Kenny. That is horrible. So at the end of the day, we have three hillbilly hotheads to worry about this racist with the cigarette flat top cigarette guy eddie haskell n-word and kenny have said terrible things to people on this show today jerry jones though i think is off the hook so is this guy right here this guy with the giant head he's just checking things out look at the size of that guy's head This dude just wants to walk to class. This nerd with the glasses. Wow. What a scene. This dude over here, he's just looking at the camera. He knows what's up. This guy who's looking at the camera, he is looking into the future. He's probably dead now, but he's like, I got to make sure I don't look like cigarette cigarette flat top guy because everybody's going to see it and then I'm going to get canceled. Jerry Jones, I think, is uncancelable. In this, in this moment. NFL fans react to damning Jerry Jones photo. Jones is expressionless in the photo. That is key. He doesn't look angry. Um... Man, and I, so if you're him, it's like if you see that, if you're Jerry Jones and you see that, you got to come out with a statement, right? 
you got to say, yeah, I was there. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Uh, I wanted to see the two black kids who are going to be my best friends. Immediately after that photo was taken, I shoved everybody aside and I said, hey, are you dumb fuck crackers? These are my black friends. That's what you got to do. And then just hope to God that these two dudes in the photo are dead. You know, or maybe if you're Jerry Jones, this is all a lie by Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones knows that these two kids were eventually killed by this lynch mob. So if he knows that, then he says, oh yeah, I was the best. I am still friends with these guys to this day. They work for me. I love these two. You just make up some wild tale and everybody will just, you know, but if you say nothing, I think that's a mistake. Uh, one of the article's most discussed points is that the Cowboys never uh, have never had a black head coach since Jones purchased the team in 1989. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. And then you follow it up by immediately hiring a black guy. So whoever is your coach now, I don't even know. No one cares. Fire that guy. Put a black guy in there and this all goes away. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, many people on social media not buying it. And that's it. That's where it dies. All right. Incredible. What a scene. No one says shit. Speaking of that, Donald Trump yesterday, yesterday or the other day, and uh, it might have been yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was Tuesday night. So almost a week ago, far from yesterday. Fucking Trump hosted a dinner with two people who probably sat next to each other to discuss how much they don't like Jewish people. Uh, When it comes to Jewish people in the news, Kanye West, I refuse to call that asshole yay. Kanye West is one of the big anti-Jew people in the news. Then you throw Kyrie Irving into the mix. He doesn't like Jewish people either. Uh, Irving kind of backed down when they went after his livelihood. Yay has not, or Kanye. I'm not going to call him yay. I just said I wasn't going to call him yay, and here I am calling him yay. Trump has a dinner at his stupid mansion and he invites everyone who doesn't like Jews. If you're Trump, this is a bold and important step to becoming president because he's trying to tap in to everyone who doesn't like Jews. And I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a lot of people in this country who don't like Jews case in point that kid with the cigarette who tried to stop the black guy uh, getting into the school and anyone else in the South. So Trump is trying to jumpstart his campaign by going after people who don't like Jews. He hosts a dinner. He invites Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes. Now, Nick is a piece of shit. I think he's a Gen Zer. 
Are you uh, a Gen Zer if you're 24? You're either a, a late, uh, an early Gen Zer or a late millennial. Fuentes is an absolute piece of shit. He's a brainwashed uh, uh, white supremacist. Okay. He holds very stark anti-Semitic views. He denies the Holocaust. He self uh, identifies as a member of the incel movement, which I'm not even sure what that means. Supporter of authoritarian government. And as a Catholic, a Catholic integralist and a Christian nationalist. I'm not even sure what this is. What the fuck is a Catholic integralist? Is the prin- principle that Catholic faith, faith, I can't read today, should be the basis of public law and public policy within civil society. Oh, no. Oh, God. No. That makes me feel bad because I'm a Catholic. Kind of. What is the incel movement? I thought now, and what I thought, I've seen people call people on that on Reddit. Does that mean you're involuntarily celibate? Incel? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That doesn't sound like something you want to tout. Unless if someone put that on wiki in an attempt to be silly, which could very well happen. I always thought that an incel is an, is an insult. You don't want to be known as an incel. In fact, if I uh, refresh it, uh, no, it's still there. I thought it would have vanished already. Well, anyway, this guy hates Jews. Okay. Um, Trump hosts a dinner and puts these two to hang out together. Trump and Nick Fuentes. Now, if you just started your campaign and he did, this is absolutely what you need to do. Uh, You need to appeal to the people who think like these morons. He knows full well that his base This is how they think. This is who supports Trump in a big way. And that is fucking nuts to think about. This is not that different than if you follow the um, popularity arc of Adolf Hitler. If you were to look at how he started to win power and how he started his Uh, his movement from way back in Nazi Germany. It's not that different than this. This is fucking very dangerous, in my opinion. It should be the biggest story in the world that Trump sat down with two gigantic anti-Semites, invited them into his home, and had dinner with them. That is remarkable to me. And there are going to be a lot of people that are like, yes, this is how we take the country back. This is fucking sickening is what it is. Who in their fucking right mind would take 
the 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 most bold anti-Semite who's been in the news, Kanye West, and sit him at the same table with the one who uh, publishes content anti-Semite. What? What world are we living in that this happens? Holy shit. Kari's talking about incels. They are losers that think women owe them sex and they become mass shooters. Oh, okay. I get it. It's not they hate women for not having sex with them and hate guys that do get girls. Most of the mass shooters are incels. Okay. All right. Wow. Very, very strange. Blue State Rob is giving World Cup updates with Ghana beating South Korea 3-2. to two. I think that soccer's popularity is actually more damaging to society than people who follow Trump. Soccer is the absolute worst. And you have just uh, earned a 600-second timeout for giving soccer scores. I am more interested in Amanda's daughter's uh, intramural lesbian uh, hockey team than I am World Cup soccer. Okay? I am more interested in that than your stupid soccer game. You and your soccer can fuck off. All right. BSR should have a podcast. I don't know what that means. Oh, Blue State Rob. Yeah, I'm a little slow on the uptake. No, he shouldn't. He should not have a podcast. Uh, We need less people having podcasts these days. Blue State Rob is one of the kings of too many details. You don't know how many minutes of my life I have had to give up listening to him speak. One minute is too long. No, he should not have a podcast. Some would argue I should not as well. We have the asshole of the day coming up. If you have nominations, please make them on the live stream chat. Before we get to that, though, Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Love them so much. If you need flooring installed in your home, reach out to Benning, uh, Bennett. I almost said, God, what is wrong with me? It's not Benning. Bennett Flooring Installation in West Michigan. Call them. They'll install it perfectly the first time. Go ahead and do the heavy lifting work, like rip out the old stuff if you want, and then that's going to save you a lot of money because then they don't have to do it. But if you want them to do it, they can do that. So it's up to you. Many, many options. 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to install, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Kent, drop the E out of you, big-time Michigan fan, so he's in a great mood today. After Michigan beat the shit out of Ohio State, that was ugly. Uh, Go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet to see the lowest prices in the entire state of Michigan. Okay, not many flooring companies have this option because 
most uh, companies that sell flooring businesses, they have their showroom and that's it. And then you go there and then they order the flooring for you and you pay for it at a premium because they have to order it. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet um, is a warehouse that is part of the main showroom, but just down the street. It's a separate building. And they have all of this room, <coughs> excuse me, where they stack up piles and piles of flooring and make it available to you for a deep discount price. Go there, pick out what you want, say my name. They'll take 10% off of the cost. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, right behind Little Caesars. Batting last in the order today, Bosco's Pub featuring the Gaslight Burger. Bosco's Pub in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there and eat for dinner. Get a burger, get a beer, enjoy the game. The asshole of the day. Who are your suggestions? Uh, Ben, I love this. Ben Weller is here. And Ben, he posted on Facebook at halftime of the Michigan-Ohio State game that Ohio State in the second half was going to kick Michigan's ass. And then that did not happen. And then everybody beat the shit out of Ben. And they said, yeah, this didn't age well. He says, I'm not deleting it. I'm not deleting it. I'm not a bitch. He goes, I was wrong. That was great. Ben says, I love you, Kenny, but you are asshole of the day. Why are you saying Kenny's the asshole of the day? Uh, Let's see. Regarding me not being able to speak, Chris says, it's the COVID, Eric. It's eating your brain. Now, I fucking feel fine. Uh, Bob says, asshole of the day, Kenny and Amanda for not having sex and keeping the uh, sexual tension going. I agree. But we'll see. Uh, Maureen says, sorry, Kenny, but you deserve asshole of the day for calling Amanda. See you next Tuesday. That's not nice. He did rage a little. He did rage out. He was very intense in that rage. That's the thing. Mount St. Kenny. Here's the thing about Kenny. Um, You get this, you know, when the meter is at this spot, he's like, I love everybody. I I do it. Then, you know, you you push the right button. It's like, fuck you, bitch. You fucking whore. I fucking hate you. You filthy see you next Tuesday. That's how it goes. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a, he's like a powder keg. You got to really massage him and say nice things about him. But if you say the wrong thing, you're fucked. You are fucked. So it's, you got to be very, very careful. I'm just having fun. That's all I do. It's all, it's all about love with me. Everything's fun. Everything's a good time. Uh, so Maureen thinks it should be Kenny. Chris says they've been having sex for months already. <clears throat> Kenny and Amanda are like Jim and Pam. Just get it over with. Uh, be, uh, Maureen talks again about what Kenny. Uh, Zane is the asshole today for picking on Amanda and Kenny. Uh, bullshit. I'm doing my job. Uh, you for not talking about Griffin's game Friday night. 
Uh, Giovanni Poundfest. I don't even remember. I whatever. Asshole of the day is soccer. I missed the name calling. I'm sad. Well, I didn't call anybody names. Uh, Chris says he acts like Amanda cheated on him. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was Sean, Kenny, and Nick last week, and I forget why I named them Asshole of the Day on Friday. Um, But, no, it's, it can't be that. Are you kidding me? Whatever. It's Trump. He invited a fucking anti-Semite, two of them, to his fucking residence, and the guy's running for president. That's bullshit. Ben says, stupid ads. What did I miss for the last minute and a half? Well, look, Ben, if you have Amazon, you can subscribe that way. And then you won't get the ads. If you subscribe to Twitch Prime with your Amazon Prime account, you don't have to do that. If you don't have Amazon, that's going to set you back $5.99. But if not, you're just going to have to put up with it. You know? Okay, folks, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. On a Monday edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. And I'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.